0: been preaching in this pulpit for over 30 years and I don't know any time that I've ever preached these sermons and sometimes I feel out of my element but you know when you decide that then the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you start to research you know some specific thing then it's like the word of God just opens up a whole you go where did that come from you know, even though you've read it and and you've, you know, been there, but um, I'm talking about today uh, the differences of administrations. We've been talking about the gifts of God, and this is uh, the third message in this series, and we have one more. And we talked about the operations of God. It's like the song that Nancy sang. The operations was the handiwork of God. You know, God is not lazy, God has been busy creating creation for us and now he works in our own lives creation of humanity so it's wonderful so the text today you know will be from first Corinthians 12 if you want to go there we're looking at the gifts of God the handiwork of God and today it's interesting because administration is called differences it's not really called gift it's called differences and And everything that God says is kind of important. So you kind of check it out and you want to know what does differences mean. Well, it means a variety, again, of kinds. So you might not look at yourself as an administration, but you may reside over something in the house and you may administrate that on a weekly basis. I was here yesterday morning. When the administrator of the cleaning of the church came, <laughs> you know, and there was Leonard here getting ready for church, cleaning and taking care of business and he and and he's in charge, he's doing his work for the kingdom of God, and I just thought, as I saw him labor and take up the trash in my office, which was two barrels, uh I just thought about. How What would happen if we didn't have that help? You know, because my my barrels was running over. And here come help. You know, God loves every source of energy that we give to the kingdom of God. And so that's what this message is all about. There are varied ministries. It's not just here. It's throughout the body of Christ. Everything happens around here, 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. There's people here, people preparing all for the service. And, you know, it'd be, we'd understand if we had 5,000 people, we know why there'd be people early here. But even though we are small in number, there's a great crew that comes and gets ready for the service so that we can see, see have the blessings of the Lord. So I'm grateful for everyone, every one of you that lifts a hand. I'm grateful for the musicians. I love the musicians. I love the music. God knows how much I love that. And he's been so good to give us musicians in the house. And I thank God for that so much. My text is 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 28. And I'm. I'm giving parts of scripture because I'm talking about one thing today, which is the differences of administration. So the scripture goes, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. (laughs) And God has set some in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, after that helps and governments. And we read in the bulletin this morning that there was preachers and teachers and all those kinds of things. And Jesus commissioned his disciples. Now, all the time he, they were walking with him, they were learning. And he was, he was blessing them and preparing them for labor for the kingdom of God. And, in, and then the Holy Spirit came on Acts chapter 2. Everybody knows this. And that empowered them to go out and be the apostles and the prophets and the teachers. How many know we need the power of the Holy Spirit? There's multitudes of churches in the earth today, but there's not many churches that has the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the house. They don't even, you know, they say Holy Spirit, but they don't understand the the Holy Ghost of God that came on Acts 2. So when the Holy Ghost descended, it empowered the disciples and then they became able to go and preach the gospel. That's why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us because it empowers us to be a witness in the highways and the byways. So in the New Testament is filled with apostles and prophets and teachers and I don't, I don't think about that a lot until I isolate this type of a sermon and then I find them. And there's Timothy and Titus and Barnabas. Silas and there's Phoebe and we in the bulletin this morning we read in the devotion how Phoebe Paul said please be good to Phoebe and help her with any business that she needs he didn't say help her do anything but he said help her in the business so we're talking about differences of administrations today we're talking about business for the kingdom of God so in the bible you'll find helpers especially helpers of the apostles such as Priscilla and Aquila and Urban and various others. And I want to point out one special one because maybe you could be one of these. Hopefully you won't be where this one is, but anyhow. Helpers in ministry are needed. Everyone can help. So this is Colossians 1-7. Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ? Do you hear that? Faithful minister of Christ. Verse 12 says, Epaphras is the servant of Christ, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. What I think is interesting is 123, Philemon one twenty three. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus. You know, here he is a servant of God. He is serving, building the kingdom. He's a fellow prisoner with Paul. And then it goes on and it mentions Marcus and a couple of Demas and Lucas and fellow laborers. I never saw so much of labor until I started to to search this out. You know, because there's all sorts of labor, and one of the most important parts of labor is prayer and intercession. You know, praying, sometimes there's difficulties that cannot be handled. The only thing we have is prayer. But there's a great example of this man who administered a job in the Old Testament, and I had, I thought it was, I was humored by it. It's in Isaiah 41, 6, and 7. He's administrating how to build. It says, they helped everyone his neighbor. Everyone said to his brother, be of good courage. And here's why. The carpenter encouraged the goldsmith. And he that smoothed with the hammer, that he he smote the apple. And he said, it is ready for soldering. And he fastened it with nails that it should not be moved. Now we're talking about differences of administration. You might be out on the roof of a church building putting on a new roof and you might be in the differences of administration because you're doing something for the kingdom of God it's important church and I smiled at that because here they encouraged one another to do this work and none of that work was what you would call holy work it was all just plain work for the kingdom of God and so Uh, It's important. Missionaries, they need helpers, people who pray for their journey. You know, sometimes we can't go, but we can pray and we can give and we can encourage. I think that's something that is exceedingly important that we be an encourager to, to missionaries. If you know a missionary, just go home and sit down and write a letter and encourage them. I mean, we can do that. That's easy. It only costs 50 cents. Well, if it's in the nation, the stamp might cost a little bit more. But there are things like that that we can do for the kingdom of God. We need to be about the Lord's work. Do I get an amen? Amen. I smiled when Julie had work for the night is coming. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like we are working all the time. Work for the night is coming. How, How wonderful is that? Well, differences of administrations also include government. Um, I sincerely believe we should be mindful of our government and our nation, our state and our city, and always make it a matter of prayer for those who serve in these places. God says that He appoints them, you know, and sometimes we don't like what they do, sometimes we don't like who they are, and that's okay, but we can pray. And so governments, thoughts about government. Now, I know this is about governments in the church. We have governments in the church. But first of all, we need to think about the government in which we live. Differences of administration, church. Second Chronicles 35.2. They set the priests in their charges and they encourage them to the service of the house of the Lord. I believe that encouraging one another is one of the most important things that we can do to help one another is to encourage one another. You know, people in our own house has gone through sickness and trials. And, you know, when we see those things, I put it in the bulletin all the time. I said, send a card, do a phone call, do something. Those kinds of things are highly important to the administration of the body of Christ. And one thing that God wants is for the church to assemble together. And one thing the devil wants is to divide the people from his house. And, I, and we see that this day like we've never seen it before. Churches are being divided. Church doors are being closed. There's a kind of a programs now going against Christianity. And we're not going to be popular anymore. And then we're going to get to stand strong for the cause of the kingdom of God and get into some type of administration for the kingdom of God. Operation, ministration, spiritual admonition. we got to get busy for the kingdom of God. And I'm not saying that we're not busy. I'm just saying that the hour is upon us to strengthen our labor, to strengthen what we do for the kingdom of God. Um, there is also the government realm in the church that... Uh, I should say, called of God people who work with the business of the church, like my precious, sweet, loving board. That's the government of our church. You know, uh, somebody watches over the money and the business of this church. You know, you see them take up the offering. Who knows what happens? Well, they go together. There's more than one. They count it. They take care of it. They record it. You know, so that's the business of the church. That's a gift. That's a difference of administration. It's important. They administrate over the banking. They administrate over what's needed in the church. I got, I have a board meeting. I talk to them. I say we need to fix this or we need to do that. And they say yes. They look at it. They're helpful. I've been blessed. All my 35 years here has not always I have not always been exceedingly blessed with the government of the board but I have never been really betrayed I've never been mistreated and today we have a glorious board that we can work together because everybody on the board is blessed of the spirit of God and when you get the spirit of God in a team you can do exploits for the kingdom of God it's so important so they check up on things that's needed in the church. They decide what to do. And in all reality, what our board does is they work the tables while the pastor can be free to minister the word of God. That's scriptural. Acts 6, 2 through 7. And I'm just going to read it. The 12 apostles called the multitude of the disciples. God called the multitude of disciples unto him. Is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Wisdom is a spiritual gift. We'll talk about next week. Look out, look for spiritual gifts that whom whom we may appoint over the business. There is business in the church, but the business should never override the Holy Ghost of God. Now it says, Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, Philip and five others, they laid hands on them and sent them forth. I think the next time we ever get together for a board meeting, for an annual church board meeting, I think we should lay hands on our board and bless them for the things that they have done through this COVID season. We have stood strong The monies are there. Everything has been taken care of. And God has blessed our church in the midst of chaos. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful for this board. But I want to talk to you about Stephen. He was appointed of the Lord. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of faith. But, you know, he became a martyr for the cause of the kingdom of God. You read it in Acts, you know, there. And they pointed him. And he preached. And his preaching aggravated him and they killed him they stoned him to death now church this is a reality you know you're not that you're not always going to be blessed because you're a christian by the world because the world is is vastly when they have when they have altered the laws of god in human nature you know that there is persecution ahead but god is faithful and God will see us through. So the apostles. Apostles are usually evangelists. They evangelize the gospel. They travel. They build the kingdom of God. Missionaries are like them. Missionaries take the message to foreign lands. And I love Paul's declaration in Romans 1.7. It says to all that be in Rome. Beloved of God. This is the part I like. Called to be saints. How many many know that you have a calling? You're called to be saints. Sometimes I say that to somebody, well, there's a saint, and they go, I'm not a saint. Well, we're called to be saints. That means we're called to the body of Christ. We're called to the kingdom of God. So Paul says, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace of, of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere Paul went he was an encourager of the word of God. And you know, we can say to somebody, it's gonna be okay. You know, there's a there's a, a tragedy or there's a heartache or there's a trial or a tribulation and we want to encourage them, we say, It's gonna be okay, you know, we're we're praying for you. But wouldn't it be great if you could give them a word from God? Wouldn't it be great that you could see whatever their problem or their difficulty is. And the Holy Spirit would come right through you. And you wouldn't preach to them. But you would give them a word in season. The Bible talks about that. A word in season. That's an administrative gift that you can use anytime, anywhere. And guess what? You're in charge of it. Because it's in you. you you're, the Spirit of God that's in you. That's the thing that you will administrate. And too often the church thinks that leaders are the ones that should do everything. But in our house, the whole body here is working. The whole body is doing something. And we just want to step up the pace. We just want to build stronger and more powerful. If we're 12 or 24, we're going to be strong. We're going to be powerful. We're going to be moving and shaking for the glory of God. And we're going to be desiring the gifts of God to move in our heart and our life because we want our loved ones, we want our children prayer requests this morning for our children. Our children were raised in church. They know God. They know God. I've prayed with every one of my grandchildren. I've made them say the sinner's prayer. Every one of them. But where are they? See, we need our young people to get faithful to God's house and faithful to the ministry of God. We are over our families. And we need to you know nudge them, not nag them, but nudge them. And when we talk to them, and we get done talking with our conversation, we say, "I'm praying for you, honey, I love you. I'd love to see you in the house of God. Next week is Mother's Day. Get them on the phone and say, "Remember, next week is Mother's Day, and the greatest gift you can give me is set beside me in church." My brother always came on Mother's Day, because my mother always called him and said, "Honey, this Sunday's Mother's Day." And that's all she had to say. And he would show up, you know, but you never know when they show up one time that the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost won't be, you know, burst through in their life and make a change in them. You know, our, our people, our young people who've been raised in the kingdom of God and who are not a symbol here, they're just prime bait for the power and the anointing of God to be revealed in their life. And so, get them. If you get them once a year, let's pound them that day. Let's get them in the in the presence of the Lord. Not so much what we say, but how how we respond and how the anointing of God flows through the church. And there'll be a conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need wherever we go. We need there needs to be a conviction. When I used to work in the world, and I would, you know, be on break or something, and somebody would curse or use the Lord's name in vain they they had a conviction they said oh I'm, I'm sorry because they knew I was a Christian and if, if they didn't say that I'd say you're talking about my Lord you know those are things that we can do for the cause of the kingdom of God you know the saints have got to separate themselves from the worldly things and they've got to show forth the power and the anointing of God you know we go out of this house and we're just like little fires wherever we go. You know, we don't even have to say anything. Sometimes, you know, you can go in a restaurant. Used to, I told you this story many times, they threw the food at me. I never did anything, but they knew that there was something there. And and the last, and I always give big tips. I just I just poured the fire on, you know. And, and one day we went in there and... And this same one that always threw the food at me, she had, you know, the Spirit of God had touched her. And she laid the plate down kindly. And I knew that God had had brought forth a strength. Listen, church, everywhere we go, we are lights. Yeah. You know we, know, we know this. We know we're a lighthouse. But we need to administrate the power of God that lives in us. And be anointed wherever we go and whatever we do. So, first of all, you all have a calling. And you're all called to be saints of God. You know, sincerely, people, we are called. It's a calling. Did you ever try to witness to somebody and they cannot receive what you're saying? No, I'm serious. Do you ever just try to, to witness to somebody and you just know the shades are down? That's because... There's a calling on their life and they don't receive it. They shun it. They hold their hand against it. And they cannot receive salvation because they will not open themselves up to it. So it is a calling to receive Christ because it changes your life. You're not the same. You're a new creature in Christ. You do things different. You don't do what they do. You don't act like them. And God is looking for the differences of administration in the lives of his people. The differences go on and on. Some may do handiwork. Some may do business. Paul said to the disciples, he said, there's Phoebe. I don't know what she was doing, but the Bible says, and we read it, you know, bless her and help her in the business. It's just that the business cannot overtake the spiritual things of God. But there is business in the church world. There's business that we do for the kingdom of God. Some may prophesy. Some may teach. Some may preach. uh, But everything is done to bring pleasure to God. Whatever it is we do, the instruments we play, the worship we do, is all to glorify God. I am not telling the choir anything. We know this. But do we do this? Do we come with a heart ready to worship? Lord do we come you know uh, Sunday school was awesome as they talked about the parables and they talk about our heart being the soil where where the seed is planted which is the word of God well I would love to have a barn burning sermon you know I like them let's get up and let's run the aisles and let's go let's sweat a lot and let's feel like we've been to church but you already do that because you labor for the kingdom of God. There's so many differences. In the administration. If if you do anything for the Lord. And you feel. The enemy attacks us all the time. Telling us that there's no value. In anything that we do. But anytime you do something. For the kingdom of God. The Bible says whatever your hand finds to do. If you do it with all of your heart. You can administrate. Over your own life. You can administrate. Uh, the righteousness of God you can administrate holiness you can administrate that you are a follower of Christ and there's an anointing of God in your life second Thessalonians 1 11 says therefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling calling to be a saint and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power if ever we've had an opportunity to have the power of faith it's been this year so much has happened this year not only covid but surgeries and difficulties and family problems you know they they all besiege us we come to the house of god we worship we smile we feel good but you know there's warfare That's going on and God is able and sufficient to help us through all the warfare that we go through. Verse 12 says that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you. And that you are in him according to the grace of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I say that again, church? Verse 12, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in us. You know However we respond in traffic, <laughs> I, won't go, I won't go there, but however we respond when we stand in the long line and somebody cuts in, however we respond if we don't wear a mask and somebody grimaces at us, you know, however we respond to the little things of life affect our Christian conduct. I say that to myself as I say that to you because God is honing and shaping and molding and preparing an army in this last hour who will stand against the works of darkness, who understand who they are in Christ, who understand that there's differences of administration and they have a body and they have a spirit of God in them and they can administrate the kindness and the goodness of the kingdom of God. It sounds so simple and so trite, but it is powerful. You know, if you go through the, the market and somebody grimaces at you or gives you a bad look, you know that the Spirit of God is operating because the devil hates the power and the anointing of God. And what these messages are for, I asked the Lord, I said, what are these messages for? I know my people know these things. And God says, I'm getting ready for a powerful move of God. And it's not going to be like people expect, like falling out of the aisles and and running the aisles and all those things. It's going to be a powerful move of God within the heart of Christianity. And there will be those who will turn to God in a supernatural way. And I want it to be us. I want us to sense the power and the anointing of the supernatural of God. I want to see, you know, God has brought us all through. We've all been in trouble uh, and health and all sorts of things. But God has brought us through. We are powerful in God. And he is with us. And he is going to bring the power and the anointing of God like before. And I believe this with all my heart. I see it all on TV. I see the the thousands that are worshiping and, and all of that. But you know what? They need a foundation of God underneath them that they can go forth from that worship hour. And there's a power of God in them that emanates. We're lighthouses. We need more. We have worship in this house, but then we go into the world and we have to administrate the power and the anointing of God that's in our lives. And we have to do it to the people that that cause us the most problems, the most long-suffering. Our own families, our own children, our own beloved relatives, our own neighbors. You know, we get the opportunity every day to administrate the goodness of God that lives in us. Psalm 149 For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. When is the last time that you looked in the mirror and you thought, Oh God, you take pleasure in me? The Word of God says, he takes pleasure in his people and he will beautify the meek with salvation. You know, they, when they see us, the smile and the countenance upon us and our actions breed the beauty of God. It brings glorified to God. You know, you you, you will be surprised when that spirit of God emanates from you. Somebody will tap you on the shoulder and say, well, I, I see that you're happy, you know, I, I I have a problem, and they'll start to tell you what their problem is, and they'll give you opportunity to minister. The problem of it is, is, saints, we're too busy. We have so many things that we need to do, and we're encumbered by things, and we don't see the opportunities that God gives us where we can administrate the goodness and the presence of God in the life of someone. Psalm 147 says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Did you know that when you hope in God's mercy, you bring pleasure to him? You see, not only can we administer in the building process, but we can administer, you know, spiritual things unto the Father. Because if we have hope, if we have faith, if we have trust, if we have those things, God smiles on us. He's like, oh yes, they believe, they're following, they have hope. You know, we have hope of eternal life. You know, sometimes we get so grounded in this life that we don't want to leave it, and that's fine and that's great because God can use us here. But we also have the hope of eternal life. You know, they stand. We've just been so bombarded with deaths of loved ones, Michelle dying, and that at these kids as friends and. The friends of of Jasons and you know and and family of Julies, you know, people are dying. They need to know God. They need hope. They we don't know if they know Jesus, but somebody could have crossed their path and brought hope to their life. So you don't know where you go that you can spread this hope of God. Psalm 103. As I come to a close today. Psalm 103, 21. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts. You know, we know about the hosts of heaven, but you are the hosts on earth. Ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Wherever you go, whatever you do, think. Blessing. Thank blessing. When when you see some poor saint in difficulty, you come upon an accident, pray. I'm sure that you do. But, you know, God is going to speak supernaturally to the body of Christ in this day. Because of the calamity of the enemy, God is going to be even more powerful. And if we would just receive that and desire it, I mean, whatever amount of the Holy Ghost you have, desire more. Just, you know, desire with all of your heart and administrate over your own self. If there's differences of administration, differences of things that go on in your life, administrate over your family, administrate those things of goodness and power and grace. You know, nobody knows us like our family. Nobody knows us like the people that we live with, right? Administer goodness and kindness and joy and hope and peace. Because this is our greatest moment. There's so much fear in the earth. You go out into the highways and the byways. And you can feel the fear. That's there. And that's because they have no hope. You know, So get ready. To be lighthouses. Burn, burn, burn baby, burn. <laughs> Jesus, we love you today. Father God, we know that. You have spoken that you want to bring a supernatural move of God in the earth. Father, we can stand against the works of darkness. We are your people. We are your light, oh God. Help us to administrate the goodness of God. Help us to administrate your mercy and your grace, oh God. Help us to administrate forgiveness, oh God, for all of these things. And Lord, let us... Administrate the business of your kingdom, Father God, as you direct us. We give you glory and honor and power and praise because you are our God and we desire to bring pleasure to you. So we give you thanks in Jesus' name.